podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome along to Breaking News Live Reaction Podcast, which is what that intro was actually made for. And the normal podcast intro, which is only about eight seconds because Scott complains every time, but I like that one better. Anyway, hello and welcome along. I'm Martin and I'm joined by Cami, John and Brian. Guys, hello, welcome. Um, just before we get into it, because I know that John has researched everything on these two teams, so we don't even need to talk. Um, we do now have a membership if you would like to join the Rangers Rabble on YouTube. Um, you'll get custom emojis and all that sort of jazz. Plus, we'll be giving you live um, po- uh, podcasts strictly for members and Q&As and your chance to come on the podcast as well. So if you fancy helping us out, head over and click the join button. I think it's just down there. Anyways, right. So Rangers today have been drawn against either Malmo or Helsinki. Not going to lie, guys, it probably wasn't the draw that I wanted. Um, John, what's your reaction? Um, without going, I kept saying this to my mates, without going full Rio Ferdinand, um, I don't <laughs> care which one of these teams we get. Um, I'm, I'm very, very comfortable on, on what I know about both teams. See, just from my betting podcast, these are leagues that we've had to keep in touch with over the summer because they're mm-hmm. two leagues that are actually actively running. Um, both leagues are really, really poor standard, so I wouldn't look into anything about both these teams being the leaders in those leagues. They are the standouts in the leagues. It's as simple as that. Mm. These leagues are all upside down. Like, I think everyone in your head, I, I'm guilty of doing it. When you hear Swedish leagues, you still think of Gothenburg. You're like, all oh, right, I wonder where they are. They're always like a struggling mid-table side. Malmo are the strongest team in the league, but mm-hmm. the league is really, really weak. Um, I actually watched the Malmo game about six weeks ago because there's a Scott Abroad playing in goal for Orebro, who are the worst team. And they ran them close. They won in the last five minutes. Created very little against a, a really, really poor side who have lost seven games on the bounce. So, um, from what I've seen of them, I am not, I'm not impressed at all. Um, if it was a one-legged tie in Malmo or Helsinki, I'd maybe be a wee bit more nervous just on the, the odd occasion what a one game mm-hmm. could do. But at, both these teams don't travel well. Um, they get a lot of draws. They concede a lot of goals. I, I think this is nothing but us going through comfortably. Most of the work being done on the the Ibrox leg. I so hope you're right, by the way, because I did notice in their previous game, because I know you guys always have a go at me for not doing any research. Well, I did Google Malmo, right? So I've done a wee bit of research. I did notice that I think they struggled in their first qualifier. Um, I can't even mind who it was against because my research isn't that good. But just before I come to you, the rest of you guys, Mikel, Sharon, thank you so much. I know it's not the nicest colour in the world, but thank you so much, Michael. And can I just say as well, the response we've had to these memberships has been absolutely mind-blowing. Um, so I just want to say thank you very much. And I should also just say while I'm here um, that the, the money that's given from the memberships, is none of it goes towards any of the guys on the pod. It's all to make the pod better and we want to help support RYDC and the former Rangers Players Benelvent Fund. And we might, and I don't want to give away too much, but we might have a wee live show coming later on, Cami. But anyway, that's for a, that's for a later, later date. Cami, your reaction? 
I feel so much better having uh, heard John's uh, <laughs> positive, positivity. So I was very much, oh, that's no, that's not the tie that you would that you would want. But when you do take a step back and you listen to what uh, John's saying, you don't turn the the Swedish and the Finnish league into the the Bundesliga and mm-hmm. the English Premiership. Yeah. If, if if Rangers play at the the Rangers that is capable, of, particularly in Europe, we should progress over these two sides. But um, I think it's probably a higher standard than we will have been used to potentially in these qualifiers and and this early in the season. But um, aye, it's it's a it's a good it's 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 a good tie. It's a winnable tie. We've got a comment from uh, gone. Right, Brian, we'll just call him gone. Um, got to be happy with the draw if we apply ourselves in the proper frame of mind. So am I doing the usual negative build-up to a, a European game that we see Malmo, we see how far into the leagues they are and Michael will come to your comment in a wee second, but um, should we be confident about these ties? I think when you see the opposition that we've played in the last couple of seasons, like the Benficas, the Standard Liages, the Warsaws, the Portos, they don't... Uh, the Helsinki's and all these guys don't even rank close to them. So, to be quite honest, I think this we should be winning this tie quite comfortably. In all honesty, let's hope that I mean European football never ever works out like that. We're, uh, we're very own wealth. You know how football works. We got Alfie from HJK, so we'll be playing them. Um, just on that game, I suppose, John. I think ninety nine percent of us expect Malmo, um, but do, can you see an upset for HJK in that game? Um, no, um, no, no, not really, not not on what I've looked at. So look, looking at HJK, right? If we take them first, because th- those are probably the team that I don't expect to go through in this tie. Um, they're, they're the ones that seem to be. If you watch them, so they lost to bottom of the table at the weekend. But if you look at the lineup, they changed their whole starting eleven. So they're putting all their eggs in this Malmo basket, hoping that they can get through to the next round of the Champions League and play us. Because um, there is still money for the Finnish league, which is really, really poorly funded um, for them to make money here. Um, Riski and Valencic are the two strikers getting most of the goals. And Jair is a Brazilian playmaker who's played most of his league in the Nordics. If he's scupper, Jair, he's the one they move around a lot. So they fleet between this 4-4-2, 4-4-1-1 and uh, a 3-4-2-1 with Jair and Valencic playing behind Riski. So they do change their formation a lot depending on who they're playing. I expect in the Champions League they'll go that 4 3 2 1 if we have to face them. They'll have the extra centre half. They're really weak aerially in their box, which is it's the thing I think it's turned me on a little bit uh, looking into this. As we get a lot Don't of goals from, uh, we get a lot of goals. <laughs> we get a lot of goals from corners, crosses, yeah, Goldson and centre halves going up. You've got a choice of roof Itten. I don't know what Morelos' situation is. I thought he had to quarantine, but Messi's on a holiday somewhere in Spain. So I'm going to say they don't have to quarantine, that footballers are still exempt from this. Scotland might be different, but Spain seem to be pretty strict. I just think from where we get most of our goals, where we are, where we punish teams, um, something, I think I pulled out the stat, they lose 62% of their aerial battles from crosses in their own third. That's a shit ton to be given away mm. to us with the likes of Morelos, Roof, Itten, getting in the box, getting up for set pieces with Goldson, Hollander, Balogun. I can't see us not punishing these teams, even if they're structured well. If they give away enough fills, I can see us getting enough crosses in the box where we will score from a, a better delivery. That being said, I comfortably think Malmo are the team that goes through and their dangers are clear. Um, it's Anders Christensen, who was in the Danish Euro squad, plays 10. 
Um, he's similar to Hadji in the sense that everything going forward is beautiful, but he's very weak defensively, and we can catch him out and make that extra man count in midfield. They'll play a 4-2-3-1, so they'll have two sitters behind him. We'll dominate possession around them because he, he doesn't offer a lot. He tires when teams keep possession against them. In the, in the Swedish league, that's not been a problem because they do mm-hmm. dominate possession. And their striker, uh, uh, Serbian striker uh, Kolac, is their, their main threat uh, top scorer this season. But again, I, I think Goldson's got enough to deal with him. A weakness at the back for them is Al Medhazic, who's uh, a Serbian centre-half. He's similar to what I was saying about O'Shaughnessy for Helsinki. Loses a lot of his aerial battles. He's very good in possession with the ball, though. However, he will not have played against anyone with the, the type of pressure and trap from a, a Ken, a Roof, our midfielders, the way we like to get on the ball and push people in. There'll be traps set for them. I would leave him with the ball, and I think that's what we'll, we'll try and do is we'll leave him with the ball, set traps, out of possession, gives away a lot of fouls, gets a lot of yellow cards, Um if Morelos is fit, available back from quarantine, I can see that being a bit of a, a bit of a fight, and I think that'll be the way it goes. But again, I've absolutely no doubts about us getting through either of these teams. The away game might be a bit trickier, just with us still kind of progressing through preseason. Mm-hmm. But the Ibrooks, the Ibrooks tie, I think, will really take yeah. care of itself. It really, I don't want to be like overly confident, but just based <laughs> on based on the way. Why scout and what I've seen from these teams and games that I've watched, I just can't see them causing us too many problems. Malmo concedes so many goals away from home. Helsinki are a bit tighter, but they're in a lesser league. Malmo have conceded nine goals in 12 games away from home. That, that to me, would I would, I would take that all day long. And coming to Ibrox, a team that concedes more than a goal a game. John, can I get your Why scout sign in details? I don't know if you're, I think it's like literally limited to one app. I could go gold, I could go gold member, but silver was enough, mate. Silver was <laughs> expensive enough. Right, Cammy, talk back with your stats about the two teams in. Talk with Joyce. Um, from a Rangers point of view, uh, the aerial situation, I think we're going to be missing Balligan, obviously, for the, the, the first leg, and Roof's obviously suspended. Um, mm. but I do I do take on board. I think that was something, a major positive from the, the game at the weekend. We scored the, the two goals from, from the set pieces, good delivery, particularly the second goal, um, as uh, as I shared with you, Martin. Uh, why is Glenn Middleton going all the way across there to take that uh, corner was Wilf Marshall's comment to me. And I we did have a chuckle when the ball hit the back of the net sort of thing, you know. But I think uh, you get to have firing um, and you get uh, Borna back, plenty of great delivery into the into the box it's about what we do we, we do have players that are going to be missing that are going to be big misses Kamara mm-hmm. and, and, and Roof particularly but the squad depth should still be enough on the assumption that um, Alfie manages to make it back um, mm-hmm. I would say probably within the next week or so can I just say a big thank you? And I don't know why they make it this colour, right? I can only apologise to people watching. But a big thank you to Arnold Ford as well, who's just became a member. Um, really do appreciate any help and support that we can get. I want to go back to uh, Michael. Brian, he says, what stage of the season are these teams at? Anyone know? Now, that could be, I suppose, the kind of only sticking point if you take... Because, I mean, John's made me feel as if Rangers are going to win the Champions League. Um but uh, they're both kind of, what would you say, a quarter of the end of their seasons? 
That's exactly it, yeah. Yeah, quarter of the Bennett season, but I wouldn't look into that too much, to be honest. I mean, Midgetland were bang in their season when we played them, and I think we kind of surprised people how well we'd done against them. I know that came a few weeks later into our, our campaign, and we did a few European ties already, but I wouldn't look too much into that. Um, I still, I still wouldn't bother. I have to just say, though, because I know how popular this show is worldwide, that Polac <laughs> is Croatian, and Anna Hadzevic is Bosnian, not Serbian. I don't want any well, offense. We are massive. We are massive in Croatia, by the way. Exactly. So, I looked up the stats, and three point nine percent of our of our, I don't know what you want to call it, but viewership. Viewership. That's the one gives out in in Croatia. So, hello to all our Croatian friends. But Brian, does that worry you? The fact that they are twelve games into the season, both sitting top of the league. What is it? Malmo by four, Helsinki by six. Yeah. No, I think what John's saying is absolutely spot on. I mean. Their, their leagues aren't as strong as ours, I would say. Um, no, I'm not really concerned at all. I mean, it's just, it's if, if, as, as um, Kami was saying, if we get the, the wide guys going, the Barisic's and the Taverniers and them firing the crosses in, by the law of averages, we're going to hit a few of the crosses where we want them and they'll come off quite the thing. So, no, I'm not I'm not at all bothered. I mean, when the, when the draw came out, the only sort of tie I was sort of half thinking, oh, that would be quite difficult, would be the Ferenc Barros one, but... Mm-hmm. No, when the two when that draw came out, I was quietly confident. And then when John said was what he was coming out with, I thought, well, that's made me even more confident. So you, no. you know that if Rangers now lose, everybody be, just my fault. Out. Yeah, not find out where John stays because he's made us all too confident. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, look, we're going to have live reaction on Wednesday um, and a podcast on Thursday. So RFC fifty five, please don't ask questions like this. I think Alfie and Goldson want away. That's the case. We need to get as much money as we can within the next four to five weeks. We'll come to that on Thursday. Cammy, don't even get started on it, pal. <laughs> I can see that look in your eye. Um, but we will come to that. We will come to that on Thursday. Cammy, is there a slight worry of, I think it's been mentioned, a few players are going to be missing, namely Kamara, Roof, or if we kind of bridge that gap, they're bringing in the likes of Lundstrom and possibly Veerman? I think also is the Kala is uh, he's that's probably. Oh, you've said the word. Oh, John's going to go now. That's him. Obviously, competed his first uh, his first week of training. I think we may see him on Wednesday night potentially off the bench. I think he'll certainly get uh, more minutes. So he could potentially get forty five minutes on Wednesday night. He could get forty five minutes on Saturday. Forty five minutes on Sunday. Uh, you, you, he'll just be built up in, in the same way. Veerman, uh, I don't know. I think that could be a transfer that might take a wee bit, a wee bit longer. Um, but I think Lundstrom coming in. I think if we get our strongest starting eleven, or as close to our strongest starting eleven on the pitch for the two games, as as much as some players will be in better and sharper physical condition than than others. Um, you know, I try to I try to focus on the positive rather than the fact. Yes, yes. We've, we've known for the last four months that that Roof and uh, Kamara were going to were going to be missing these ties. So I'm sure preparations will be, and hopefully we've got Aribo and Kent back into the mix over the next three fixtures as well. And listen, RFC fifty five. I was only kidding on. I think maybe if we run out of things to talk about the draw for five minutes, I think we might get to that we Goldson because me and Cammy were on the phone for about forty five minutes talking about Goldson. Um, again, we've got John. We've got West Belfast loyal. 
Malmo about 12 games into the season is the only concern. I think that that could be a concern for a lot of supporters, the fact that what we're free by the time it comes four pre-season games in. We're playing a pre-season game Saturday and Sunday, which confuses the life out of me. I kind of <laughs> get it, but it's, it's just stupid. So you've already spoke so well and put us all at ease, put the fans at ease for the fact that they've, they've had 12 games and we haven't. Yeah, but they did drop like they did drop European football for four weeks. Like European football still uh, competitive football still stopped during the Euros. So it was all friendlies they were playing um, during the Euros. And if you look at them since they've come back, it's been a been a couple of draws and a lot of single goal wins and a defeat in there as well. So um it has been when there is an international tournament, it's more disruptive than it mm-hmm. is beneficial to be in there. Um most of the players will have kept sharp, but they will have lost maybe that wee bit of match sharpness. I, I just don't I just can't see this. I, I, you, you, you've, you've seen my opinion on the, the pre-season friendlies and the way people react. It's a, it's an absolute nonsense, man. Like this, this is what this is what happens. I kept seeing this. Look back at Walter Smith years. This is why he went away and played 17th division German football and won single goal victories to get people fit. These are bleep tests. These are nothing more. Mm-hmm. These games on Saturday, even even ignore Blackpool. These games on Saturday are where we'll see where we actually are at. And I, I can't I can't see us in two weeks' time, not being ready, ready to go, um, beating Livingston and then flying into these qualifiers, taking care of either team. But see, to be honest with you, John, Blackpool is essentially our European qualifier second round. So we're just playing a one-off tie at Bloomfield Road and there's <laughs> going to be like 10,000 Rangers fans there. So it's essentially a European tie. <laughs> if only it was Blackpool. In the Champions League draw. Um, question from our good friend Scott is Hollander X Malmo. I'll throw that out to anybody. Do we know? Because John, come on, you do your research. Is Hollander X Malmo? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I've just did a quick quick look there. Yeah. So it was Malmo to Verona, then Bologna. Yeah. So he is X Malmo. So there we go. We've got a we've got a weak connection. We've got a mole. There we go. <laughs> right. So final question on this, and then we'll have a wee tiny, tiny, tiny quick discussion about Goldson. Um, for all three years, I'll start with you, Brian. The draw has been made. Are you confident? Yeah, 100%. That's a fantastically short answer for a podcast, Cammy. Play it as we can in Europe. We will progress. John? Yeah, I think it's comfortable. Um, I actually think we win both legs. I don't think there's an issue with this. Um, win both legs, go through confident and get get, get us on the, the run of the Champions League group stages. Well, William is doing the comments on YouTube. And apparently, he was born in Malmo. So there you go. He's actually born there. Well done. Um, right. Oh, I should actually say, and I should have started with this, and I apologise that I didn't. we done our match reaction after the Arsenal game, and we didn't get to see Gerard's comments. And obviously, it came out that in the fitness test for Offerboard, there was slight heart concerns. Um, so obviously everybody at the Rabble I don't need anybody to speak it's just simply everybody at the Rabble we'll be sending our best wishes and we hope he gets fit and we hope that it's nothing too serious um, but we've got a question for Cammy. Um can I have that Rangers top in the frame? <laughs> what, what, what one? There's three of them tell you what, I tell you what um, um, we'll become describe. a member <laughs> become a member no I'm just joking don't become a member because you, you won't get the top just become a member you don't get the top right Cammy, we had a big discussion about this um, there's been to and throwing on Twitter fans arguing you put a poll up got fans arguing is Connor Goldson going to sign his new contract and if he doesn't should we keep him or sell him 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, you, you all know my thoughts on Connor Goldson. You know, I think he's integral to the way that we we play, leader, all that sort of situation. I do believe in time he will sign an extension. I just think the fact that it's taken so long and there's been so little uh, chat about it. I think Jordan Campbell has obviously somehow got some sort of inside knowledge with regard to Rangers being quite content, which makes me think that conversations have been had. Rangers are quite comfortable that in the fullness of time he will sign a contract extension. If not, and he helps us retain the title and automatic Champions League football and leaves for free next summer, we then have the, the carrot of £30-40 million pound for TV revenue. So I think uh, that's potentially the, the way the club are looking at it. It's a bit against the business model, as we as we talk about. It's not really the way that we want to let players run into the last year of contract. But I think at this present time, I think people will use the proposed transfer of the other centre-half going down to Brentford and that figure, I don't think we would get anywhere close to that figure for Conor Golston this summer because of his age and the fact that there's no sell-on value. How much would it cost for us to replace Conor Golston this summer? Is it worth taking the hit and letting him, letting him stay and then hopefully over the course of the season he extends? So um, I don't know if that actually answers the question, but... I you stuck round it very well. You should be a politician. I, 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 it's not a bad idea, actually. I think he'll. <laughs> I think. I think he'll still be a Rangers player come the first of September. Um, I don't see. I don't see him moving on. Um, I really hope he is because he'd be. It would be massive. It would be a massive loss to the way that we. The way that we play. That we've set up. Is the. Is the centre half that starts to play off and. And what have you, you know, so I, I think uh, he's one that we definitely don't want to lose and I do believe he'll still be a Rangers player. Question for Stuart Keane, John. Um, this may come down to us qualifying for the Champions League for him to sign a new deal. Do you think there's any truth in that? The fact that this is dragging on or it's a too many different extenuating circumstances I had to get that one done. He's not going anywhere this year, so it's, a, it's irrelevant. I actually don't mind. Like, if he comes and he comes next season, gets us into Champions League automatically and then goes off to the Premier League or somewhere in the Championship and gets good money. Good riddance. He can go and enjoy himself. We've 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 reaped the benefit of his best years. Um, I'm more than happy for him. There's just no... We're not selling him. Put it that way. He's here for the next mm-hmm. year. Irrelevant of what happens. We're not selling Conor Goldson. As Cammy said, there's, there's no value there to sell him. The, the value is in keeping him and winning the league and getting the £35 million Champions League spot. So, Conor Goldson goes nowhere and if he sees down his deal and leaves, then... We will all wish him well because he's pretty much returned us back to where we needed to be. Um, he's been the mainstay, like no missed a game. So yeah, he's he's the one where there'd be no ill feelings if he doesn't want to sign a deal and just run it down. He can he can go with his head held high, but he's not going anywhere this year. He's here for the, the rest of his contract. Right, I get that, John. Right, but and I, I, I know you can't take social media seriously sometimes right i get that i totally get that i'm not naive but there's a lot of people on social media who are saying if he doesn't want to sign a new deal just sell him so what do do you say to the people with that kind of mindset we don't have a Connor goldson sitting there we we don't have it he's our best center half he's he's the vice captain so he's clearly one of the leaders in that changing room 
Um, everyone loves him. You can see by the way McGregor respects him. He's the, he's the one player for as much a head case as McGregor is. I don't think I've ever seen McGregor shout at Goldson on a pitch. So he's the one player that has a clear respect of the, the other captains in that changing room. He goes mm. nowhere. He is pivotal to everything we do on a, a player relationship level and the style of play. He goes absolutely nowhere. Not a chance. No, I, I don't I don't understand. If it was a young player, if it was Barisic, mm. Kamara, where there's a clear motivation for us to get money for them and not run down their deal, then I, you need to get rid of him. Conor Goldson's not that. He's way more valuable to keep than he is to get £3 million for. Well, be yourself, Brian. Where do you stand on this? Um, yeah, try and have a different opinion so we can have an argument. <laughs> Just make it up. Go. <sighs> no, I'd like I'd like to have a different opinion, but no, I I'm uh, I'm very much the same. I can't. Uh, I think it would be catastrophic if he left any time before the start of the season. Um, as you said, he's vice captain. He's the linchpin of the back four. He keeps everybody together. I just. I would rather, as you say, I'd rather keep him for the rest of the season, get us into the Champions League, and then if he wants to leave, then thanks very much. But no, I think he's 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 far more valuable to us to stay than he'd be far a, a greater loss to us to go. Just on that, and see people that pick him on and comment on YouTube. Can I have names that I can pronounce, please? Um, Vivis Sperandum. Uh, that's a mouthful. How often <laughs> does the running down of the contract work well? Remember Loudrop in 97-98. Cammy, Goldson doesn't strike me as that type of player, right? Goldson strike me, strikes me as a type of guy that even if he hated the manager and hated every player he was playing with, he would still give 100%. But there is that. Is there possibly that worry? He's not signed a new deal. He's only got a year to go that he might not give his all. I understand the comparison, but uh, that... That, uh, that failed uh, 10 in a row season was a complete car crash from very early on. Walter Smith mm. announced, or Walter Smith was told that his contract wasn't going to be extended at the end of that season. Marco Negri and Sergio Perino had a squash match that didn't end up the way that, it, that uh, we wanted it to. Uh, Gaza, Gaza left um, in, the, in the March, so I understand Loudrop wasn't at the level that he had been in the previous three or four seasons, but we how we even managed to get to the, the latter stages of that season, I mean, it's a joke that we never won 10 in a row that season given the, the players that we had, but there was so much going on. Um, I do under, understand the comparison, but I have full faith in Conor Golson and the relationship he has with the manager and the, the commitment. The fact that, I mean, the fact that he's play, he plays every single game. I mean, I was disappointed that he went off at the weekend. You know, I mean, what's that all about? He's letting his, letting his standards slip, you know. But I think I, I don't have any concerns about uh, Conor Golson. He would be 100% the consummate pro- professional and leader that he is. I mean, we, we could go off on a tangent and have the loud group debate if you want, but I know that John only gets an hour for his lunch break, so I, mean, I won't go down that road. Uh, where do, you, where do you sit with that, John? Obviously, some fans will worry that look, he's he's in the last year of his contract. What if it gets to January and he's got a move lined up? He doesn't want that injury, blah, 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 blah. Where do you stand with that? Um, no, he doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't get allowed to go anywhere. The, the only way we'd ever get allowed to go in January is if we have royally fucked up our season in some way and that we are trailing Celtic in a position where he wants out as quick as possible I don't see any of this happening I think our plan is, I think we discussed it before as Katic goes and gets games somewhere else 
Katic takes over for Goldson next year and Goldson goes to somewhere where he can make some money down in England. I think that's what's happening here. Um, and as long as it goes to plan and we win the league and we get to the Champions League group stage both years, all, all aboard. I'm just seeing, I don't know if this is breaking news or not. Um, I don't know if any of you can confirm this. Um, the Blackpool friendly fixture has been cancelled. Um, if there is anybody in the comments or anybody watching who can maybe give us an indication of why, because it's very difficult to host a podcast and check stuff at the same Ranger, time. Ranger, uh, Ranger, Rangers have just tweeted, uh, and that's all they've said, Blackpool friendly fixture cancelled, just as my ticket arrived this morning. <laughs> I wonder I wonder then why why that is. Anyway, look, we don't have time to get into all that at all. Right, okay, we're hearing a COVID outbreak. Now, is that for Rangers or is that for Blackpool? Blackpool. Blackpool, Blackpool. have got several players um, tested positive for COVID. And it's been made the decision that Rangers will not send a squad. Makes Great. sense. Yeah, total sense. I just wonder if Rangers will try and pencil in then Brian another game before the Brighton and Real Madrid games. Maybe, maybe, or they'll just leave the two fixtures as they are, or maybe try and get a, a lower team to play the first team. I don't know. It's a bit <laughs> better out of the blue that one, isn't it? It is. But on that. On that note, gents, we're going to have to we're going to have to leave it there because if I don't, I think John's going to reach through the computer screen and punch me <laughs> square in the face. Um, listen, thank you guys That's for sweet. coming on. It. Oh, Brian's not happy about something. No, no, it's alright. That's no, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you for coming on at short notice. Um, thank you everybody in the comments again. If you're watching, please do subscribe and like. If you fancy supporting the podcast, you can all join and become a member and you can see videos that are from members only, uh, live shows, etc, etc, etc. So thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see, we're going to see if a match reaction on Wednesday, but now the guys have got a break, unless, of course, a fixture is released. If failing that, we will see you in Thursday. So until then, take care and thank you for watching. Podcast Network.